sport. Disability. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Talking Bull. I'm your host, Dave, aka the Sitting Bull Walsh. And today I am privileged to be talking to a comedian, Mr. Eric Kevinson, who has cerebral palsy, but he doesn't let that hold him back. Hey, Kevin, how you doing? Kevin. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll edit that bit. Hey, hey, Eric, how you doing, mate? Well, so as you know, you actually had, so the funny thing is you actually read the first time. My Instagram name is Eric Kevinson, but my actual name is Kevin Erickson. Oh, uh, uh, wow. Okay, cool. I confused you a little bit. Sorry about that. But yeah. Uh, yeah that's cool. Okay, yeah. so we, we, we have a second uh, guest today, and that, that is Kevin Erickson. <laughs> How are you doing, Kevin? All right. I'm great. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. No, no, thanks. Thanks. Um, where, are you in uh, New York now? Yep, I'm on. Uh, I'm uh, currently in Brooklyn, New York. That's where um, I'm speaking to you from today. Oh, uh, cool, Brooklyn. Do you know what? It was two years ago today. I, I was actually in New York visiting as as a tourist, my first time there. Oh, I loved it. We went to Brooklyn. It would have been today actually, because it popped up on my my Facebook that we went to Brooklyn and had <laughs> breakfast in this nice little Italian restaurant cafe. And it was the first time I ate French toast. And since oh, wow. then, I've I've always wanted French toast. And yeah, you know, <laughs> the the Brits don't do it the same. It's just, it's just not justice. So I'd I'd happily. <laughs> go back to New York just for the French toast. How is it in Brooklyn with, with coronavirus and stuff? Have, have restrictions there or anything? Yeah, no, there's still everyone, yeah, everyone's uh, wearing their masks and we're still uh, we're still doing our best to protect and, and social distancing and whatnot. Um, luckily, the vaccine's picking up. I'm, I'm uh, lucky enough to uh, be fully vaccinated. Uh, doesn't mean I still got to wear the mask, still got to be careful, but uh, it, it feels good to have uh, that little bit of protection. But yeah, we're taking it seriously here. Yeah, I'm quite lucky. I've got I've got the one vaccination um, that that's been in, just waiting for the second one. Uh, so that that's good. I mean, ha- having having disabilities isn't all bad, I suppose, is it? So Kevin, we found each other on social media. I I, I found you actually, um, and you know straight away I can see from your positivity and you've got cerebral palsy, but you don't you don't let that hold you back from anything you want to do, basically. But for our listeners who who don't know Kevin. Erickson or Eric Kevinson. <laughs> Can you, um, you know, give us a brief overview of your history? What is cerebral palsy, and how did it affect you in in high school and stuff? Um, so what what it comes down to the the thing about cerebral palsy, there's a huge wide range in terms of how it uh, affects people in different ways. So what it literally is is brain damage, and it's it's typically caused around birth, uh, usually to a lack of oxygen, uh, whether that be the umbilical cord, uh, maybe restricting. You a little bit, and but again, the, the differences in how it affects you will be based on what part of your brain is affected and how much. Um, for me, it it winds up it affects my lower body, it affects my legs, so I have a, a little bit of uh, an abnormal gait pattern. The probably the best way to describe it that that people uh, comment on is people think that I'm drunk. Like <laughs> my normal walk looks like I'm I'm your typical uh, drunk person. Um, so that that's the way I walk. My balance is the best, but I I can still get from uh, point A to point B. Um, in terms of growing up, uh, I was lucky enough to have my friends and family, and specifically my family and parents, uh, not treat me any any differently. Anything I wanted to do, they uh, they supported me and gave me uh, the confidence I needed and whatever whatever I needed to push me to accomplish those goals. I made sure I was in your 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 typical gym class. I played uh, did gym with with all my classmates. I uh, and then I even. Growing up, I played on the high school, the varsity football team. I wasn't a starter or anything. I was I was a backup, but uh, I still played quarterback. Again, my balance isn't the best, so I would play from the shotgun, which is where instead of having to backpedal, uh, that's difficult for me. Um, so I would just stand far back. They'd staff it a little further, and then I could just stand there and throw it. So we we cool. adapted American football so that I could play uh, and not have to move around as much. <laughs> How did um, the team like adapt to that? Because were they treating you the same? Were they going in hard on you if, if they if they had to? Yeah, no. And I, I was I did uh, I was I was a little slower than uh, than than your typical typical player, but uh, I grew up with most of them. I said so. There were a few that I didn't know as well, where it maybe take them some time to adjust and 
and especially in terms of uh, hitting me or anything. So whether it be on an actual organized team or I'm playing with my friends, if I'm playing with new people, what I usually need is a good friend to just lay me out, hit me and, and bring me down to the ground hard. And then, and then everyone else is like, okay, I guess we can do that. And then it, then it picks up from there. They need someone to take that first, that first big hit on me, or That's I need great. to get on them. And then they realize, okay, we, we don't have to treat this guy any differently. There's, there's usually a little bit of, of time to get used to it, but eventually, again, once we get physical, uh, it picks up. That's fantastic. You need a friend to basically beat you up for a minute. <laughs> that, that's a good friend. Did, it, did, did you have a, a good friend who would do that for you all the time? Yeah, there's, there's one uh, in particular, there's a, a good friend named Evan who, who did not hold back. So <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, Evan's yeah, fantastic. And I'd return the favour. Growing up with silver palsy, apart from being a bit slower, you, it didn't overly affect you then. You, you know, your peers treated you the same. Your parents treated you the same. You were very much one of the one of the guys yep yeah like i said i didn't look at myself any differently and i, I it's not really it, the way i look at it what it comes down to first is your state of mind and, and how you look at everything if they'll everyone else will take your lead if you don't pity yourself if you realize your full potential and we all have amazing potential then other people will take your lead do you know what that's that's it really that's that's all of it you, you just hit the nail on the head with disabilities is realizing your full full potential and then everyone will will take the lead on that when did you discover adaptive sports? When was the time you were introduced to adaptive sports? Uh, grand scheme, probably pretty late in the game. So I, I did not play adaptive sports in high school. In, in high school, I would play uh, with my friends. I, I'd play, play uh, I what we're able-bodied or just stand-up stand up sports where I would, I would adjust, again, quarterback, I, where I could just stand there and throw it. If we were playing something with a goalie, I'd be the goalie. If we were playing basketball, I'd just stand up the three-point line and shoot threes. Again, I, I, would, I would pick the position where I'd have to move the least. Um, but so I actually got, in addition to the, the CP, the cerebral palsy, <clears throat> I have something called ulcerative colitis, which is an intestinal thing that I won't get into, unless you want me to. Um, but that knocked me out of school for a while. I was, I was away at, at college at, at my university, got sick and had to come back home. And I was stuck home for a while. And with all that free time, I tried to find, I had to find something to do. And in my research, I found, I found the world of adaptive sports, wound up reaching out to the right person who then connected me to tons and tons of different options. And, and I'm, I'm a super competitive person uh, and I love to stay active. So I, I, uh, I jumped in and I jumped in hard and, and in every possible avenue that I could. And I guess playing able-bodied sports beforehand only made that that fire for being competitive burn harder. What was the the first adaptive sport you come across? The first one I found in in my search was was sled hockey. I found sled hockey oh, cool. first, and then and basketball second. So um, can we go back to sled hockey when you when you played that for the first time? You're Kevin, who is a bit slower than everybody else. When you got on the ice, how did it feel when you started going faster than either, maybe faster than other people or, or the same speed? So, and I'll say especially on ice. So, so I'm still on, on, regular, on regular ground. You put me on ice on ice skates, it's even worse. But um, <laughs> yeah, so when, when I got in the sled, yeah, but that was, it was a pretty cool experience. Again, yeah, just to be, be able to, to move in a way that I never could before. And again, not, not only just generally, but again, to, to compete and play a sport and get that, that adrenaline rush from, from being able to, or, and, and to find a new avenue to, to be able to compete with my fellow teammates. And again, I'll, I'll be able to, to work together in that way. Um, and a new way was, was pretty amazing. And the one to just, again, talk about, about sled hockey, or in my opinion, at least, it's the, it's the sport that translates the best in terms of the phys carrying over the physical nature. Like you said, they don't go easy. You, you check, you, you're hitting each other, you're knocking each other down. They don't go easy on you. And, and uh, at least I don't, I don't want that. Like I said, we, we're here to play. We're not like, yeah. and, and hockey, the transition from from uh, hockey to sled hockey is a pretty good one in terms of uh, carrying over that same intensity. So did you play hockey before on ice? No, uh, no. no. That's okay. it was my first time I played hockey. So I, it was, I, I would describe myself, especially at first, as an athlete playing hockey, So I, uh, as opposed to a hockey player. Um, so did you play for a team? Did you play games, matches, tournaments? Mm -hmm. So uh, there, I started off with, a, there's a team on Long Island, which is where I grew up, where I'm from, which is just outside the city. I would play with a, uh, a team called the, the uh, Rough Riders. Um, that's where I got started. We'd have practices we, and, and, and tournaments and games. 
And then I got involved a little bit with uh, the New York Rangers as well, traveled uh, to a tournament or two with, with them. And so yeah, those were the two teams. Typically with, with most sports, I, I wind up, I have, there's a Long Island team and then a New York team. If I show enough potential in the Long Island local team, then they ask about me for the, for the state one. So. Oh, that's cool. And, and you've shown potential and you got there. How long did you stay playing sled hockey or, or are you still? Um, it's, it's been a while. That one, especially with Corona, things mm. have not been as active as, as they were. But sled hockey, as I tell, I started out and I, I've drifted a little bit away from it. I do want to get back, but it's been, it's been a while. But yeah. I do hope to get back soon. Hopefully you'll be back on the ice killing it. You went from sled hockey. Which, which sport did you move on to? Because you, you've played more sports than I even know existed. <laughs> yeah, the next one, the next one was basketball, which again, I described that experience again as I was an, <clears throat> an athlete playing basketball. I was, I was your grinder. I was the, I get rebounds to passes. I did not, I'm still working on my, my jump shot. I, yeah. I, I still, I'm working on the skills, skill part in, in both hockey and basketball. I'm just full effort, full go, uh, get in there, get the rebound and, and do, and do the physical work. I'm still working on my, my jump shot, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I play wheelchair basketball also, and it is very hard and I, I'm not very good shooter and but, but I've got a long reach and people seem to be a bit afraid of me when I come towards them so that's always a, a good same here I'm not a tall guy I'm I'm only I'm, I'm five seven on a good day but I got a six foot arm span so I can I can get the rebounds I got a bigger upper body than lower body and that's what matters in a wheelchair so yeah yeah exactly and yeah. everyone's really around the same height when you sat down so so yeah. it's not too bad did you play for again two teams in basketball um, I played so for for basketball it was just one. I wasn't I wasn't quite good enough. I didn't develop enough yet. Uh, but I played for a Long Island team, the the Nassau County Kings Community College, and we travel. We do travel tournaments and everything. We don't just stay on Long Island. But uh, but it's right now just just the one for basketball. <laughs> you went from basketball to the, the next. next one I did after basketball was softball. Ah, uh, um, this, this is. This is the deal. This is what we <laughs> came for. So <laughs> I've spoken to a lot of people about um, disabled softball. And nobody that I've spoken to knew it existed. So people really want to know about this. So let's get into the nitty gritty. What is disabled softball? It's a little different. There are some different rules and ways they adapt the game. But when it comes down to the core of it, it is softball, baseball. First, that it is my favorite sport. Um, and it's probably because it's the one I'm the best at. It's easy. It's easy to like a sport when, you, when it's the one you're good at. So to talk about, so you're in a wheelchair. The differences from softball and, and baseball Obviously, it's a little tough to wheel on on dirt and grass. Yeah. You play on a, you play on pavement. Uh, oh, cool! Adapted park parking lot, uh, or or again, just whatever field you have, uh, but being pavement, so it's easier to to wheel. Even in terms of batting, when you're in the batter's box, uh, there are some different uh, techniques depending on your hip. So for for people of all disabilities, if you don't have hip rotation. Um, and, and even just with the wheelchair in general, it's tough to get the hip rotation. So instead of swinging with two hands, you have the bat all the way back here, bring it all the way across. And, uh, and so that's a little different swinging with one hand as opposed to two. If you choose and can adjust your wheelchair to get some hip rotation, you're, you're certainly allowed to do two-handed. And I've actually gone back and forth between the two, trying to figure out which one I like best. Which are you better at? I have more power with two. Yeah. Uh, if I use two hands, I'll get... I'll, I'll, I can hit, I can hit some, I can get some loft, get some to the outfield. If I'm doing what I do and what some people do with, when you're doing the one, if you start back in the box, push yourself forward, like get the momentum, even before you hit the ball, hit it. And then you're already <laughs> getting down to the first baseline. So you get there a little quicker. So with, with the one handed, I would, I would hit ground balls and, and just try to get there fast <laughs> as opposed to um, hitting them a little further. The other, another difference, because you got a wheel, you, you no gloves. You're playing barehanded at all times, so you're barehanding every every play um, in the field. You also have an extra outfielder. There'll be four outfielders, cover a little bit more ground as opposed to three. Playing softball because in the UK we don't have softball or baseball. How many are on a team? Okay, so I said we got we got the catcher first, second, short, third, and then the four outfielders, and then the pitcher. So ten. We'll have ten on the field. At the same time, one extra, we got, we got one extra fielder. Then what you'll see the, the Yankees doing, seeing on TV and all that, we'll have one extra player. And then you want to also have bench players too. But in terms of being on the field at one at one time, you'll have uh, 10 people on the field at the same time. Did you train weekly for that? So this is this is one, again, this is like a, not to 
Um, yeah. Pop myself up, but they said this was my at least what I consider my best sport. Hey, so put I was yourself fine. out there, man. You, <laughs> yeah. you rock it. You're the the babe roof of wheelchair softball to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. With that, with that being the case, I was on two teams. So I'm on my uh, local team, the Long Island team, where we practice once a week, and then I was on the state team where we practice once a week for that as well. So I'd wind up practicing uh, two times a week, but for two different teams, we'd uh, get we get uh, at least once a week in there. Uh, what about games? Is that games weekly or? Yeah, so yeah, we, we try to get a game in there weekly, yep, or at the very least, the scrimmage. What was we do some com- as many competitive games as we could if we could find some other teams, and then we'd also do some or to get some fundraisers or um, bring awareness. We'd get some local like physical therapy places where their therapists would come over and, and they'd try out wheelchair softball yeah. the first time, never having done it, and and use that as a, a teaching learning experience. Um, and just have some fun with that. So we'd switch it up and it was a pretty cool thing to be able to do to, to show people what a great sport it is and how, how, it, how it takes skill uh, to do it. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. How, yeah. Everyone on the team, are, are they disabled? Because the wheelchair basketball team I play for, we're not in a, a league, we're not, we, we, just, we just play. So there are brothers on there who, one, one of the brothers is disabled and the other two brothers just want to play with their brother. So I, I tell everybody that even though it's a wheelchair sport, it's an inclusive sport that everyone can play that fairly. So is that the same with wheelchair softball or is it because you're in leagues, you have to have, have disabilities? With the league and official games, it, it, need, it needs to be um, those with disabilities. But when we practice and do scrimmages and stuff like that, we get, we get everyone involved. But in terms of like, yeah, official counted games you do need to uh be be uh be disabled to to be able to for the game to count uh, and the chairs that you're playing in are they similar to, to basketball chairs yeah they're yeah, generally they're the same the what you want to make sure to, to to everyone's comfort level the main thing at least for me so you, there's a little more contact in basketball and so the mm. front part of your chair to be able to take that contact when you're trying to field a ball, if the ball's in front of you, you need to be able to make sure you can reach down, reach forward, and grab that ground ball. So the, you want a little bit more room and freedom to, to reach down and, and, if you can, grab a ground ball. So, uh, again, in terms of adjusting that and having it, you don't need quite as much protection and mass on your chair in softball as you would in basketball. Yes, yeah, so um, I, I struggle to, to pick a basketball up off the floor in my chair. So picking up a, a little softball would be, would be really tough. They're breaks on the chairs because that's always something that people get confused about in in basketball when they see see you playing that, that there's no breaks. What do you do? <laughs> yeah, see, even people also get confused with with the the turning and everything too. It's just uh, when if you if you've never used a chair before, it's uh, I guess it's not common sense. You gotta gotta figure it out. Yeah, it's just in terms of stopping momentum and and using using momentum and and your arms to figure out what you got to do. Yeah. During coronavirus, have you been training for softball or is it out the window at the minute? Here, here and there, just uh, more like stamina work, mm. uh, keeping my distance and being able to, uh, in effect, do laps. We're hoping to get, we're getting started up later, later this next month in April, we're hoping Apple. to get started uh, full, full practice up again. It's been whatever we're, we're, the team's doing now, it's self-motivated kind of thing you're doing, uh, doing on your own, but we'll get, we're getting, we're getting organized again uh, this upcoming month. Yeah, it's going to be tough for all the athletes, I guess, going back because um, I'm not sure about you, but in, in the UK, we've been out for over a year now from all sports and, and stuff. So I take it as similar, similar yeah. timescales. So it's, it's going to be hard for all of us trying to, all, all of the athletes to get back to their sport. And do you know what, you, you'll see who is actually been able to keep up with some training and who hasn't so if you've been able to you'll, you'll have a slight advantage so I'll, I'll go back to me I've been okay I've got I've got a gym and stuff so when we go back to basketball I'll, I'll, I'll be okay for, for about two weeks and then everyone will get back to it and I'll be the, the fat guy at the back again still <laughs> the, the one thing I'm worried about is so I so again I was I'm on the two teams the local team I'm I play shortstop which is uh the the position that gets the ball hit them to hit hit to them typically the most but you're a little closer uh the throw is a little shorter to first base when i'm on the state team i'm on i play third base which i don't get hit hit to me as much but it's a longer throw and i'm worried my arm uh is a little is not quite as strong as it was when i was was playing before so we'll see we'll have to test that out and see if i can still make that throw from third as opposed to shortstop oh gosh yeah yeah but i'm sure i'm sure it'll come back quick even if if straight away it's a bit of a struggle do you stream games or uh, games uploaded somewhere because before i spoke to you i didn't know anything about about this sport and 
I'm I'm so interested to see seeing you play, not in a weird way, but <laughs> you know, just just seeing how it goes. Yeah, in terms of we we will occasionally post so, so the, the Long Island team I'm on is is called the Long Island or the Nassau County Aviators. And you can find we have a Facebook page oh, where cool. you can find find some clips there. The team was so when I play for the state team, the which the New York Yankees, there was so it got can with Corona this last season got canceled, but the season before that. Uh, was my first time going to the wheelchair softball world series, which was in Kansas city, Kansas. We flew out there and competed with, with teams from all over the country. And even there were even some, even some international teams there as well. And if you search, if you search that um, there are some videos of some of those games where you could find, find uh, some of the best of the best play in there. Um, so so I, I didn't know that you, you, you were selling yourself a bit short there. <laughs> so you've been to the, the best tournament for this, this sport. At least in the in the U.S., yes, we. Uh, it was again my my first time. Um, it was a learning experience. I, I will add again, not to I, I guess maybe to to go into when you were calling me the Babe Ruth of uh, of wheelchair softball. So I actually did wind up uh, again. It was my first first year. I won the third baseman of our division in in that tournament. We we wind up in the in the lower division. I said we were, we were getting getting used to the play, um, but I still did wind up. I did I did an okay job and was the third baseman in that division. Was even more funny and interesting was as to after that when we came back, the Yankees invited us to a game and they brought us on the field and announced us. No and they actually announced me as rookie of the year, even though that was technically untrue. I, I was just the third baseman of the division, but I was actually announced as rookie of the year at Yankee Stadium. Do take it. Take it, <laughs> So I'll take it. <laughs> How was that? Was it a packed stadium? Yep, it was it was it was right before a regular season game, so uh, it was a uh, full crowd, and, and uh, they put us on the jumbotron, and it was uh, it was we got to meet uh, Clint Frazier. He came out and shook our hands, one of the one of the Yankees outfielders. Um, it was really cool. It's, and again, we were we were on the field. We could if we, we could touch the dirt of Yankee Stadium. So that that's that's so that's so cool, man. I mean. I didn't know that. You didn't say that before. So hearing <laughs> that now is really cool. How, how did it feel as you, you said it was your first year? Playing? First year for that team for like, so I, that was my first like move from the state to the, I mean, from the local to the state team. So when um, you, when you moved to the state team and you found out you were going to this tournament that it was the best in the, in the U S how did that feel? That must've been amazing. Yeah. So the a combination of, of nerves but uh, what I try to do, what works best for me is to use the nerves as motivation um, and, and use it to get you, me to play my best. That should always be your goal to, to play the best. Uh, to, to be the best, you got to play the best. And uh, that's, how you get, that's how you get better. So to have traveled, to, get, to have to take a plane, like that was all a huge like, thing, thinking about the fact that I had to fly across states to, and then to, to play on a team. It was, and then to start, and it was just, just a great, a really cool experience to, to be an athlete on that level. What did your family say when they found this out that you were going? I said pr pretty excited um, and proud to see like, so my dad's face, we were able to bring someone to Yankee Stadium for like the acknowledgement uh, when we were on the field. And my dad, I don't, to the, him having his camera and taking the video and then to get to hear his son announced as rookie of the year at Yankee Stadium. Like, I don't think he ever thought he was going to be able to, to, to have that experience. So I'm getting that was, goosebumps, man, just, yeah. just hearing that. I've, I've got a child and, you know, my child isn't as credible as you. I'll, I'll say, well, I've got three children. I'm not going to, not going to, I can't, I can't say I haven't got three. I, you know, got, got to bring them all in, but they're not as incredible as you. I don't think they'll, they'll ever do anything that, that incredible. I do like them, don't, don't get me wrong, but, you know, to, to, for your dad to, to see that and witness that, that, that must have been amazing for, for him. I, yeah. Hand, 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 you know, round of applause to you, man, because <laughs> this is news to me. Ah, oh, man, I, I almost don't want to get off softball because I, I, I'm loving this, this softball talk. So one, one more thing out there, at least in, in terms of this is, so again, the, the state team, it's through the Wheelchair Sports Federation, which is based in New York, uh, New York City. So if there is anyone listening to the area, in the area that wants to get involved in, in any of the sports, if you go to the wheelchairsportsfederation.com, you'll be able to find, uh, again, they do, they do every sport around. So, uh, in, in terms of that, if anyone wants to get involved. And is that where the when you found when you started uh, adaptive sports? Yeah, they're, they're the big they're the big one that I that I found that again, yeah, does does a little bit of everything. So uh, oh, and, cool. and, and does what they can to make sure we get the athletes out on the field. Yeah. Um, they're organizing it and, and creating all these events and, and all that.
everyone who's in a wheelchair that loves baseball there's gonna, there's gonna be so many of you out there so get get there and, and get, just try it you know if you don't like it just don't go back but just try it at least once and you know you could be at new york stadium and be introduced as rookie of the year or I mean, you know I, I know i said say one more thing but i'm gonna i'm gonna add on to that do another <laughs> one more thing um just to mention in terms of all disabilities are uh will uh, can play softball so and even need we need all disabilities so the 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 catcher position you need a quad a quadriplegic to play catcher you can't play oh, catcher okay. unless you're a quad. So again, in terms of everyone can get involved, no matter what, what your disability is, everyone gets on the field and everyone has the opportunity to play. So don't hesitate. Don't stop yourself from giving it a shot. There's so much that you, you could get, get from this. You could get fitness, you could get mental health, you could, you know, social aspect, you could, you could learn a new sport. You could, if you enjoy it, you could just continue and keep going for the rest of your life. That'd be, that'd be amazing. Let's leave softball behind. I'm, I'm a bit upset about that. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I need to try and find a, a team in the UK. If not, it'd just be me on my own. <laughs> I, I win every game, but, you know, <laughs> champion. Al- along with softball, what, what other sports do you play? I play, I play a little bit of everything. I play some some tennis. Again, I, I describe myself as an athlete playing tennis. I, I don't know the ins and outs. I'm really just a guy just whacking the ball and hoping it goes where I want. Um, I need to work on that skill a little bit, uh, but I play a little bit of tennis. What was cool, a uh, little, little addition with the tennis, is that my aunt also has, she herself has spina bifida. And, and uh, she... Until I, so I introduced her to tennis. She didn't really get out of the house much until I introduced her to tennis, and she got so enthralled, so uh, enjoyed it so much that now we were getting her out of out of the house on a weekly basis to go play tennis. Exactly what you said about the softball. That's exactly what you said, isn't it? I mean, your 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 aunt didn't get out much, and now now she's loving it. So if anyone's having any doubt of getting out and trying these these new sports, then just look at look at Kevin's aunt. It, it's, it's just a, an amazing example. So does she? Does, do you play with your aunt now? Mm-hmm. So both. It might not be going on now with Corona in terms of gather, gathering together, but there's a there's like a clinic. There was a clinic every week uh, in Queens where you get instruction, and we do that. And then we would play at our local our uh, local tennis spot where we play with each other. And so the, the, uh, so the cool thing about tennis is you can actually play official games with, again, I'll say able-bodied or standing players um, and, with, and wheelchair at the same time. Well, so again, the, only, the difference is that the, the, the wheelchair, the adaptive players get two bounces instead of one. Other than that, it's the same thing. Oh, cool. So it still counts. If, like there are like college games and things like that can, can count officially. Uh, wheelchair versus non-wheelchair again it's just you get an extra bounce if you're in a chair because for those who haven't played uh in a wheelchair it's tough to go it's a little tougher to go backwards yeah so if the ball goes over your head you're in trouble so <laughs> play back you play back and you get the extra time the extra bounce to come in if you need to that's the only difference with tennis and wheelchair tennis is that you get an extra you get two bounces instead of one to get to the ball can i ask is your aunt better than you now uh she's catching up on me i'll play, I'll play that catching up on me <laughs> <laughs> oh wow that, that's incredible so tennis wh- where are we moving on to next so uh, the other the one the newest one i tried i tried uh lacrosse until i played it i couldn't even comprehend playing wheelchair lacrosse that was a uh, a new one for me and what was interesting was my first game was in we had last last year was the national uh tournament was on Long island okay. and so my first game playing wheelchair lacrosse ever was in was in the national tournament for lacrosse um so that was uh, to get thrown right into the fire there was uh that, that was deep <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i would get I, 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 uh, the best way to describe it is a learning experience um <laughs> but, uh, that was an interesting one in terms of the the skill it takes to be able to 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 use the stick and cradle the ball while also wheeling um, it's just, uh, I, I, I haven't got that down yet. I, yeah. I'm still learning how to figure that out. Cross is quite a, a contact sport, right? Yep. Yeah. There's checking there too. Yep. Like yeah. hockey, it's also the, the physicalness of the sport. Uh, and the chair is similar to uh, basketball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In terms with, of the, with the the yep. yeah. yeah. To protect you a little bit from, from those hits. And you're also, you're wearing pads. You don't, you're not, you're not, you're more than, more than basketball. You're, you're going to wear some, some protective uh, gear. Uh, when wow. you take your hits. <laughs> you, you must be warm though, play, playing in 
in all, all that kit and rolling around because I, I think it's a lot more effort in, in a wheelchair, playing a wheelchair sport than uh, an able, I, I used to be able bodied, so I've played able body sports, but trying to get around and, and do all the skills, like you said, is, is a lot harder. So you must, you must be steaming at the end of it. Yeah, for sure. And you also got the helmet too, because if you don't get hit in the head with one of those balls, especially, and they're still, they'll, they'll get them out, get, get out, get them out fast. Uh, so you got to protect yourself up here too. So you got, got the helmet on as well. It's not, it's the one sport that I can think of that, that you still, you still have a helmet. So again, uh, we'll, we'll get into it. Haven't gotten to it yet, but with football, uh, wheelchair football, no helmet there, but uh, in lacrosse, you, you do have a helmet. So uh, yeah, if, if that ball hits you in the head, you'll, you'll know about it. <laughs> you'll have a sore head for a few, a few days, I guess. <laughs> Um, so, so lacrosse, you play for which only, team? So I, I only just started. Um, oh, I said cool. I did that tournament. I went to a few practices after, and then things ah. um, slowed down with Corona. So I didn't get uh, – I'm still um, hoping to get back into that and, and uh, figure that one out a little more. But uh, that, that's my newest, my newest sport is, is lacrosse. Uh, yeah. But skill-wise, it, it, uh, I got a lot to learn. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to hopefully doing that. Is it harder to learn than the others then? What? from a, a newbie's point of view? From, in my opinion, yes. Again, that's so in every other sport, for the most part, you have the freedom to wheel with, with both hands. And, and that's like your focus until you get the ball, then, then you react. But you've got the stick, the, the whole, you're, you're trying to wheel with a stick in your hand. And then even when you don't have the ball, and if you have the ball with the stick, you gotta like get it, 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 keeping it there and not getting it stolen from you. It's, uh, it's a lot. There's, certain, there's a lot of skill involved in that. I, again, I, I'm still figuring it out. I played a little bit of lacrosse in, in high school, but I was a goalie. Uh, yeah. So I didn't have to. So I wasn't the best at cradling and, and, and doing all that. So that's why I got I got a lot to learn there. Yeah, but you're getting in, you know, you, you've aced every other sport you've played. So, you know, there's no reason why you won't ace this one. But moving on from lacrosse to. So we can, we can talk about football now. Let's do it. Like that's, that. it. that's what I've been waiting for, man. <laughs> so, again, like, like softball, I've told so many people about this. And again, people don't know about this sport, which is which is a bit crazy, really. So I, I, I was on a podcast um, speaking to Black of the Berry, uh, Dean, and I was telling him about doing this podcast and I'm speaking to some people and I'm, I told them about, about the disabled sports I'm covering. And I said American, I said um wheelchair American football I'll call it American football this one time now I'll call it football because it's, it's you know, we're, the, we're, the ones, we're the weird ones everyone else it's soccer but for us it's, it's uh... yeah so I was telling him about um wheelchair football and he he didn't have a clue he's a big football fan he played he played football in college so what what is uh, wheelchair football so the great thing about uh wheelchair football is is it takes as many aspects as it can in, in making that transfer. So, the, and the big one for me, uh, even, so I, I play a lot of, I play a lot of pickup, uh, pickup uh, standing football with my friends. But when we do that, there's no offensive line. It's just the QB throwing to, throwing your wide, wide receivers, your friends. But in, in wheelchair football, we still have an offensive line. There's still the blocking. You still got to worry about the pass rush. It has, it brings over all the positions. And so it's just as complicated of a game, just as as much knowledge of, of all the different positions and all the different aspects that you'll see on Sunday um, when you're watching TV, it's 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 the same it's the same aspects. We're just sitting instead so, of so you have your your plays and everything's the same. Yep, balls getting snapped. Like I said there's there's guys trying to protect the quarterback as other guys are trying to come and and uh, and, and uh, it is so it's not it's not tackle. It is. Uh, two-hand touch we're not yeah. although I have been knocked out of my chair a time or two um but that's but that's uh not necessary um, yeah. in terms of stopping uh stopping the ball carrier but uh so is can, it on it's on pavement I guess again sorry, yes, yeah. just so, like softball, you'll be playing on on uh pavement or asphalt or uh like a parking lot type surface yeah because um, I, I would beg anyone who thinks it's easy in a wheelchair on grass to go on a wheelchair on is it is that a dog behind you i it's a, i got there's a cat so <laughs> i just see it's just the legs pointed out i can oh, see that's my girlfriend's cat that is <laughs> <laughs> it's just a leg there i could just that's see awesome. it that's <laughs> <great>. <laughs> that's cool man yeah I, I i would love for someone who says it's easy in a wheelchair to to go and put wheelchair on grass and see you later kind of job yeah, so what, what is what is cool for me and, and to, to analyze and like think about is so in the, the sport I played the most in terms of organized 
in high school and 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 before adaptive sports was football. So I, uh, to be to be played to play on both on both the adaptive team and the high school team and to like be able to make those connections and, and see both the and the similarities and the differences uh, just to be able to get 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 that experience from both sides of the coin uh, is just a, a really cool thing to see that translation and, and again to to carry over my experiences from both yeah and I guess sides. the knowledge you, you got in in high school playing with the the teams there you, you could only take over to, to adaptive uh, football that's 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 awesome how long have you been playing that now in terms of officially like in terms of an uh an organized game I've actually only played in one I would play I would scrimmage and play with a bunch of friends beforehand but but so it, it's not well known just as you didn't know about it generally uh over there I didn't I didn't know it was a real thing, uh, a thing that was organized and done until somewhat recently either. We need to bring attention to it. It's not, uh, it's not, most people do not know about wheelchair football. So there's an annual game. We didn't get it again this year with Corona, but, but the last game I played in was, was uh, 2019, I believe, where it was the Jets versus the Giants. I quarterbacked the Jets to their first win in a couple of years. So uh, it was, it was, and it was uh, a great, a great game, a great experience. I don't know. Stop me if I get too boring with the rundown of the game. But we started off, my team, we started down 12 nothing. We gave up two touchdowns. Uh, they missed their conversions. We gave up two touchdowns. They actually tried to bench me at half. Switch, switch our, one, our wide receiver our wide receiver to, to quarterback and me to wide receiver. I put on my, my QB, my, my coaching cap, gave, gave my uh, halftime speech. No, we got this. Just got to give, give us a little more time. We're, we're better off this way. We're, we got this. Don't worry, guys. I uh, convinced them we wound up, we get up one other, one other touchdown, but also scored three and one, uh, 21, 18 oh. uh, came back to win, uh, for that one. So that was a really cool experience, uh, for me to be able to, to bring the team back and get that win for the Jets. I'm also, I'm a Jets fan. Oh, I'm the nice. NFL. Actually, uh, I, I, I go to a lot of Jets fans. So to be able to, and they're not very good at all. I don't, I don't know how much <laughs> the NFL, but the Jets are not a good team. So <laughs> I was glad that I was able to, so, so your your jet your wheelchair jets team is more successful than than the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> cool, that's incredible. So, in terms of on the field, is is it the the same size as a a normal football field? It's a little, it's a little smaller. I, I don't I can't remember off the top of the head, my head the exact definitions, but it is it is a bit smaller. But again, the same general layout. Same general layout, or at least proportionally, it is a bit smaller. We're not going at least the width. The width yeah, is yeah. not quite as, as wide as the typical field. And also to go back, like in terms of softball and just generally in the adaptive sports uh, on on uh, pavement on concrete, it's usually you, you tone it down a little bit in terms of the size of the field. Uh, yeah. But but generally proportionally, it's uh, it's the same. Can I ask, are your hands always blistered? <laughs> uh, quite, quite often. <laughs> quite often. You, you can see uh, a little bit now. That I don't know if you can, you can see a little bit. <laughs> so I suppose that the last year you've had a bit of a rest from, from all these di different sports that you play because it, it must take quite a lot out of you because how many sports do you play at once? Uh, I'm trying, uh, trying to think of all the, the ones that are going at this on the same time. I played as many as three at the same time, even then that's so that sports. And then remember, I'm also on multiple teams sometimes. So yeah, I'm going, I'm going, uh, doing a lot, keeping busy when I can. I, I, uh, I like to stay active, but I don't like to be sitting around too much. So I get, get out and around as much as I can. When you were a kid with, with Selvin Porsley, could you imagine that you as an adult would be this active with, with this many sports going on? No, yeah, I, I had no idea of the world of adaptive sports and how many opportunities there were to, to stay active. Like I said, there, there's, there, it's all, it's out there. It's, it's, if, as, if you, you just need to take that step. I didn't, and I didn't, I didn't realize that again, that, that I had all these, I did not know. I did not see that happening. I didn't even know. It, maybe I knew about wheelchair basketball. I feel like that's the, at I least think that's the one everybody knows about. knows about that. But other than that, I did not, I did not know again, how many different opportunities there were to, to participate, to be, to show that you are an athlete and, and to compete and do what you're born to do. All your friends know about all the sports you play, but when you're maybe at a party when coronavirus has either done one or before coronavirus, when you start telling them about the sports you play, do, do they get really shocked and really a bit like asking loads of questions about how, how you play the sports and how you keep so active? Is it is it a bit of a shock to them? 
at, at, at first. You could see you get you could see in their face that they're, they're oh like they're, 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 they're a little surprised and and with everything with in terms of whether it be sports or just generally in, when it comes to disability people don't they're not comfortable talking about it at least yeah. at first and that's and so I I try to use that, all of this as to try to get people to feel more comfortable to have that conversation we're we're all people we're all different. I, I try to try to get rid of that awkwardness. There, there is an awkwardness and uh, an unsure part of those con- the start of those conversations, but uh, we're able to, as as the athletes, as the people going through that on a, on a day to day basis, where we can use that as an opportunity to try to get rid of that and, and make it so that it's a, a normal, comfortable topic of conversation as it should be. Yeah, definitely. And also we want to raise awareness for these sports because if people don't know about wheelchair softball or wheelchair lacrosse, then the the sports aren't going to grow. We we need these sports to grow to get the next generation of athletes in the seats. We we don't want any of these sports to to fiddle away or or to to die. So the more people that know about it, the the, the better, absolutely. And I do think that is happening in uh, not not everywhere. We we need to do it more so with certain certain sports like we talked about with for softball and football but i remember the last paralympics i remember seeing commercials for sled hockey which i had never seen before like i remember seeing that on like cable stations um here in america where where like where everyone would see this this commercial about people playing sled hockey which was really a really cool thing to see and i hope that's only the first step where we'll, we'll make that more and more uh, part yeah. of our, our our culture and and out there for everyone to see Absolutely, because when people do see these incredible athletes playing these incredible sports, they get so shocked. But as as you or I, we're, we're just guys doing what we love to do. We'd still do it if, well, we, we do it for nothing, really. <laughs> there's, no, there's no money in it for, well, I don't know about you, but there's no money in it for me being... You know, I'm the world's I'm the second strongest disabled person in the world, and I didn't get paid. How do you keep motivated to continue playing all these different sports you play at? Like I, I said, uh, I'm very competitive, and the, and the person I'm most competitive with is myself. I'm always judging myself on how I did and how I could do better, and I always think that I can do better. So there's always a goal, no matter what I did, no matter what I've accomplished to this point, I can always accomplish more. And to, to, to accomplish something, you have to, you have to do it. It's not about thinking about it. It's not a plan and, and, and prep, of course, but when it comes down to it, you got to take action. And so that's what that's, uh, again, to, to, like we talked about earlier, to live up to my potential, to, to, I know, I know it's there. I know I haven't reached it yet and uh, do the, to, to reach that potential and be the best person I can be in all aspects. That's what keeps me going. Amazing. That's, that's fantastic. So if you were to look back at, at your life when you started playing adaptive sports, if you didn't find the Wheelchair Sports Federation, if you didn't find them, do you think your life would be so different now? I do. I said I, it was especially so I said I, I was I was homesick. My, my, so my, my life as I knew it to that point was kind of falling apart. And, and uh, not, only, not only was I uh, struggling a little bit physically but even even the the mental aspect and, and my my mental health and, and, and again everything kind of falling apart the world so not just being able to compete and play these sports but the community of people the amazing people that i met through those experiences uh really really made a huge difference and they're there's so they're they're not they're not even just my team they're, they're they are my teammates but they're more than that they're friends yeah. they're great people that i i go would go out that to to see on a weekend just to hang out and, and they uh we only talked about it briefly, but in terms of like, they'll come to my comedy shows. And, and then so like, it's, they've become such a huge part of my life in, in all aspects. And again, it, I, uh, I, do, I don't know where I'd be. I'd, I'd certainly be in a worse spot if I, uh, if I didn't find the world of adaptive sports. So I'm certainly glad that I did. What would you say adaptive sports has given you in, in life? It's enabled me to pursue my, my passion. Like, that's, uh, I, I have this energy, this drive, this need to and just be me, and this is the avenue that's allowed me to do it. I, I need to I need to be able to do again that outlet, and it is the it is the perfect outlet to do so to be able to again be who I am. You, you briefly mentioned about your comedy. Like, can we go into that for a bit? So, you know, how how did you get into comedy? In, in terms of being competitive uh, <laughs> and being a general competitive person, the other thing I I love to do most other than compete is to laugh. 
yeah. uh, maybe either to laugh or ca cause other people to laugh. It's just, as they say, uh, it's the best medicine. <laughs> it's the other thing that it's my other passion. It's the other thing that, that makes each day as great as it is to be able to be able to laugh at, at and, and enjoy yourself at both the things, the typical things you would laugh at and, and the tough things as well. Again, from a mental, it's in, in a way, it's sort of a form of the way I look at it, being a comedian, be able to talk about, uh, make jokes about some of the tough things in life. It's, it's, in, it's in, in a way, it's its own uh, form of therapy where I can say things maybe that I couldn't say out on the street to a, to a friend or anything like that. But if, it, but if I'm saying it on stage as a joke, ha ha ha, it's funny. <laughs> I'm only joking uh, type thing. So um, I got started. So I, I just always loved comedy uh, growing up watching. First, it would be watching comedies. I was a huge Jim Carrey fan, a huge oh. Robin Williams fan growing up. As I got a little bit older, then I got more specific into stand-up and watching like Netflix specials and, and other things like that. And even started going to, I've seen a bunch of stand-up comedians live. And then I just decided, you know what? I want to give it a shot. Again, yeah. like uh, this, this is, this is amazing. Like this makes me feel amazing when I, when I go out, when I even just watching this on television, let me give it a shot. To, let me, let me finally take that step and, and again, reach out and, and um, give it a shot myself instead of watching other people do it. I want to do what I love, not just watch when, other people do it. <laughs> when, when was your first gig? Uh, I was, I think it was two suburbs ago. So what I actually did, I started, I took a, a class. There was a class at a local comedy club, where it was a couple weeks we'd work on a material and then we had shows set up after. Oh, where cool. we'd perform, you'd have to bring in, you'd bring in your family and friends, perform on that stage. And then ever since then, I've, uh, you connect with, with other people and, and do, do show. I've done shows both uh, on the island and in the city. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, but since I started up about, I think it was two, two summers ago is when I first started. Um, and uh, been going, going uh, strong ever since. Like I said it's a passion. I, I enjoy myself so much uh, doing that. When, we, when you hear the laughter on stage and you know that you were the, that is based off something you said, it's just an amazing feeling. Would you, would you say sports has played a bit of an impact in you becoming uh, the the man you are today to to do comedy would it do you think that the sports has pushed you as a competitor to to be able to get on stage because getting on stage isn't easy so I, I do a few nothing comedy I do a few MCing for strongman competitions and I get so nervous while I'm doing it even even while you're talking you know I try and crack a joke and no one laughs and I'm like oh gosh <laughs> I need to go I need to leave to get on stage firstly is is huge so hats off to you for that I'm sure so that's what it it is in both senses there obviously there are small differences but in, in a sense you are performing in in both in both arenas whether one one physically one through word of mouth but they're both in, in both cases there's pressure so there's definitely a, a tie in there and in both cases i get ner like right before the event i get super nervous i'm like going over everything i had how i want it to go and then but once you get on the field or get on the stage for me it's the same thing like it's game time like adrenaline starts going and, and it's just like focus you're yeah and it's in the same sense and, and with preparation too which you, you, you don't you don't walk on the field you don't you don't we on the field go on the field with no preparation and yeah. you don't go on the stage with no preparation it's the same you prepare you do your work and when when you do that when you put in the time um that's when you'll succeed yeah and i think that's what everyone also needs to to look at is that you do the work behind the the scenes to get you to to get you on stage or to get you to the the stadium to to be playing these sports and from from what i can see speaking to you over, over the last hour you've inspired me and you you know i i look at you as this incredible person because you're not just only living your life that you want to live you're living your life that you want to live in sports you're living your life what do you want to do on comedy and that's outstanding. What what have you got coming up? Have you got any? Well, obviously we we don't know what we've got coming up. But if coronavirus left today, would, would there be stuff planned for for the future? So actually, what's uh, cool in in the, here in New York, uh, starting April second, uh, comedy so comedy clubs have been closed. They can start up again April second. So shows are going to start at, at limiting at limited capacity, not full, not yeah. full crowds. We're still still keeping it at the low percentages, but starting starting April second, uh, comedy is going to start coming back uh, to New York. Yes. So that's a really really exciting thing. I've got a I got a show uh, in in um, 
I believe it's April 24th. Uh, get, get back on the scene there um, on Long Island and I'm gonna start doing some stuff in, in the city as well. Um, I, I've, I've been taking the time, like I said, we've had some time off, so I've been doing a little bit of writing here and there. Got some, got some uh, new cool. material there that I gotta test out and see how it goes. Um, but yeah, we're, we're the comedy, the comedy world, at least in New York, is going to start picking up starting April second. So I'm excited about that. And it, it can't come soon enough because the, the the performing arts sector has struggled the most, so, and I think everyone needs to to get behind them as as much as they can when when they open, and also for, for yourself to to go out and have a laugh. Just exactly. let, let's just wash the the last year and a half away. It's it's, it's not going to happen because. We can't wash a year and a half away. That's that's crazy talk. Yeah, we need we need to get get rid of the all the bad thoughts that we we've been having and and go watch these these comedy shows or even go to to see these these sports these sports that everyone plays when when it's open again. Can, can I just ask one more question? Mm-hmm. When, when you play sports, do you have much of a crowd? Uh depends depends on the sport. If so, when it's a practice or a scrimmage or something like that, it's it's mostly mostly family coming to see. But when we get when we get bigger tournaments and when it's a a, a planned thing like that, for example, especially the the wheelchair uh, softball world series, we will get a crowd. You'll get uh, Good. we'll get even to the point where they'll have vendors for food and stuff. Like it's even it's to that degree where oh, cool. uh, yeah, we'll get we'll get some people to watch. It's uh, again and when people do get in for the first time and see how again how much skill. And how detailed and, and uh, great of a game it is! It gets people coming back, and yeah. so uh, I'll, br- I'll bring a couple friends out. That then they get to see it, and then they're they're intrigued from that point on, and and I uh, say so it grows. Yeah, oh, that's fantastic. Can you give a bit of advice to somebody who's a bit worried about getting out there, trying something new, whether it be sport or whether it be acting or, or whatever their passion is in life? What advice could you give to someone to to get out and start the main thing is to start the toughest thing is to start you can tell you can always come up with an excuse not to but what you what you have to do is put yourself on that field on that stage and once you do you're not going to want to leave it takes a lot to get out there but once you finally do you'll realize it's your place and and you and you won't want to leave it's scary it it, uh, certainly is It, it takes some guts but you have it you you have the guts you can do it and just prove it to yourself. It's, it's going to happen again. Just you got it. The, the, the key is the first step. There's each journey, no matter how long it is, hundred thousand miles starts with one step. So you just yeah. got to take that, that first push and, and get started. And, and once you get there, you'll be, you'll be hooked. One step or one roll. And then, and then <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll be there. So this, this isn't just about sports. This is about anything you, you want to do. If you have a passion, you know, dancing, whatever, whatever you, you love whatever you think about most get out there and, and do it because Kevin is, is a clear example of Kevin plays what five adaptive sports he does he does comedy and he lives his life he's he's enjoying his he, these sports he's enjoying his comedy so let's all start to enjoy life like Kevin yeah, we're all very, very talented people now do us a favor and show us what what you can do we we want to see it I said not 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 only like it'll help it'll improve both your life and ours show us what you can do because like i said we've all got that potential now just uh take that next step yourself and kevin thanks for coming on the show you've been amazing and you threw me right off with that with that softball story you know and uh, that, that's incredible so i can't wait for everyone to to youtube kevin's comedy or, or or search his softball you know any, any sport he plays just get out there and, and and find kevin and yeah thanks for thanks for coming on man it's, it's been absolutely it incredible no no problem thanks for doing which thanks for doing all, all you do to to make this happen oh no thanks it's, it, i didn't do much to sit here and it, it's a way of me ignoring my family so. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes i just come in here with a blank screen and just sit here so i don't have to go out there and socialize with with the kids <laughs> and, the, and the wife because you know it's, it's, it's hard work sometimes it can be yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> Disability. Disabled sport.